Welcome to This Week in Guided Pathways in Schools. This podcast will bring you up to date on Guided Pathways and the schools at MCC a few minutes at a time. I'm Jessica Wilkie, Schools Implementation Lead at MCC. And I'm Amanda Rampey, Technical Assistant for Schools and Pathways. Each week, or week-ish, we'll bring you information, explanations, interviews, and recaps of developments at MCC and in the larger community college world. One thing we would really like to cover are your questions. You can send questions about Guided Pathways or the schools at MCC to schools at monroecc.edu. We will answer all questions either via email or on this podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about technology and how that relates to Guided Pathways. And we'll also be talking with Sally Dingy about DegreeWorks Notes. So Amanda, let's talk about technology. I would love to talk about technology, Jess. We are always being shown the newest technology or the newest piece of software or the newest tool that we are being encouraged to use. Sometimes we are being mandated to use. Sometimes this is by SUNY. Sometimes this is by virtue of being something we purchased here at the college. Is this because of Guided Pathways? Is Guided Pathways just a series of tech tools to put down on institutions? Gosh, so so you make a really good point, Jess. We have a lot of different systems, and this is a pretty well-known issue around MCC. Um, and I've, really at community colleges in general. Oh, yeah, community colleges, all of higher education, and every company, everywhere, everybody doing anything in 2018. There's always a new tool, and there's always some new problem it's supposed to fix, and sometimes it seems like it creates more problems than it fixes. You might have heard somebody use the term systems fatigue before, and that basically just describes exactly some of what you just said. You know, there's so many things, and we know they're supposed to help us do things, but just logging into eight different applications every time you have to meet with a student or do anything. And there's only so many screens we can have. It's only so crazy. Many monitors. We all, already all have two monitors. We need probably 15 or 20 to have all of our systems open at once. So the short answer to your question is no, this is not because of Guided Pathways, and I'll explain a little more about that. Um, technology is never the answer itself. Um, in order to have good, effective technology, we have to look at the processes that the technology is making happen. So if we're using a tech tool to make processes happen, and at its core, that process, the workflow of making that thing happen makes total sense, then probably that technical solution is going to make sense. But if we have uh, systems and processes that are disjointed and confusing, then when we put technology on top of those systems and processes that were already confusing, now it's going to be more confusing. So here at MCC, and again, everywhere, uh, we have this these kind of legacy systems that have just been kind of around for a long time. And, you know, it might have been a while since anybody really examined all those underlying processes. Um, so when we try to get some of this guided pathways philosophy into there now, we're almost trying to retrofit it into something that wasn't really designed around those processes. Okay. Um, so I think that's where a lot of those pain points come out. Um, so I think with guided pathways and this larger guided pathways implementation and some of these projects that we're seeing different folks, uh, myself to a certain degree, um, working with Christina Corso a little bit, and I'm sure lots of other folks that I'm not even totally aware of that might be working on things. Um, the place that we're trying to start is not with that new piece of technology, but instead looking at the systems and processes that are underlying it 
get that to a point where it makes sense. And then hopefully the technology will follow suit and we'll be able to make all of that a lot easier and less disjointed. That that makes a lot of sense. Uh, What it sounds like is just some of this takes just some time to get used to, Uh, you know, working on parallel plans. You know, what can we do with the tool right now? What can we look to do to integrate them better in the future as well? Absolutely. I mean, I think we're going to see a lot of that as we move through the implementation of guided pathways, this advising redesign, and a lot of other things is, you know, we've got the tools we have right now. And we need to figure out how to make them work for what we need and in line with guided pathways to the best of our ability for right now. Um, But of course, we're all looking down the road and, you know, thinking about given enough time, how we can make those things really ideal. Right. And one of those tech tools we have at MCC that everyone's at least heard of, but maybe everyone isn't quite familiar with different aspects of it is DegreeWorks. And one of the pieces of DegreeWorks is DegreeWorks Notes and Sally is here to talk to us more about DegreeWorks Notes and why we should be using it at MCC. Hi, Sally. Hi. So why don't you tell everyone who uh, maybe doesn't know what your official title is here. Sure. So I work in Advisement and Transfer Services, and I serve as the Assistant Director. So tell us, what is DegreeWorks Notes? So DegreeWorks is the college's graduation planning system. So students and advisors can use that to audit degree completions to make sure a student can figure out their graduation requirements. So the notes tab is a feature of DegreeWorks and it is used to capture the advice that is given to the student by the advisor. So Sally, why did we start using notes in DegreeWorks? So up until now, we never had a really good way at the college to document in writing what was occurring between the student and the advisor that everyone could see. There really was no place for institutional case management. Notes personalize the advising experience. So besides creating a record for the student to look back and see what advice was given, it also communicates this information to other college personnel. So if a student comes and sees me and I enter the note, and then later on they go to Jess's office, she can see what I advised for them to do. Students love being able to see what advice they should be following. And when they seek assistance outside of their assigned advisor, they don't have to retell their entire story. The history of the advisement they've received is recorded in the notes. Sally, do we have some training documentation for this? If folks don't really know what to do with the DegreeWorks notes, where can they find that? Yes, recording a note is actually quite simple, but folks can check out the advising video, putting notes into DegreeWorks, which is on the Blackboard site, as well as the notes manual. And this is found under the advisement tools on the Blackboard professional development page. So how's it going so far? I know we launched them uh, about two months ago officially. So it's actually going much better than I expected. So the ability to enter a note in DegreeWorks has been around for some time now, but it was never really publicized or officially endorsed by MCC as the place to keep advising notes. But now, our initial reports indicate that we have close to 120 users entering notes in DegreeWorks. So, Sally, how does DegreeWorks Notes connect to Guided Pathways? So, one of the four pillars of Guided Pathways is to help students stay on the path. This includes giving students ongoing and intentional advising. It's also important that in keeping students on the path, we're tracking their progress. Notes can help us with this. Notes can help us document to students where they should go for support how they should stay on their path, what courses they should be taking. And it really helps students stay on track for graduation and can direct them to opportunities for college engagement as well. 
So when I look in degree work, Sally, and I go to enter a note, I see a couple different things. There's the box where I can type my note about my advisee, and there's also a drop-down box with a bunch of codes. Can you tell us a little bit about why we should be using those codes? Yes, so codes are in there to help the advisor create their documentation of what occurred between the advisor and the student. So when you look at that drop-down box, the first thing you're going to notice is pathway and program. It's really important in DegreeWorks that we confirm for the student the pathway and program that was being advised at the time of the advising session, since DegreeWorks will change anytime a student changes their major. We also think that codes are going to help be a convenient tool for students as well as for the advisor. The codes were designed to incorporate the most common types of advising sessions that occur between a student and a faculty member. So instead of having to type out that you focused on transfer planning or you talked about financial aid compliance, you can click on those codes and it's automatically going to populate the advising note box for you and for the student. So the student can then also go back and review what was covered in the session. It sounds like that would be really useful to any other advisor who goes in as well and might have to catch up on what a student's done so far with an advisor or what problems they might be having um, based on what they were advised on last time. Yes, absolutely. I can't stress enough that through the work in the Advisement Center that I've been involved in over the years, a common complaint that we hear from students is they get frustrated when they have to retell their story. And what really excites me about advising notes is that story is finally documented and saved within the note. So before I meet with a student, if I've never met with them before, I can look at that note and look at the notes that are in there and see that history. And I can um, understand things like the student's interests, maybe what are some challenges they have on campus, maybe where they've been referred to in the past. And it's going to help me give a better holistic advising experience to that student. And with our move to assigned advisors for continuing students, it seems like this would be really helpful for uh, faculty who have students on their roster to be able to check in periodically without having to go directly to the student. They could probably just look up what notes have been put in with their students recently and see if they need to touch base about anything else. Absolutely, especially if maybe they referred them to a transfer counselor, for example. They can look in degree works and see the note that the transfer counselor left and what type of session occurred. Well, there certainly is a lot to remember uh, within DegreeWorks notes, and the manual does a really good job explaining everything, but what are three hot tips for folks to remember right now? Sure. So I would say the biggest thing right now is really remember to add the note. I know that sounds kind of silly, but we've noticed in our own office that you really have to make this recording of the note part of your advising behavior. Sometimes we get really busy and we run from one place to the next and one student to the next and um, understanding and, and remembering to add that note is really important because what we find is adding these notes it's really actually going to help improve your effectiveness as an advisor in the future because again when that student comes back to you you're going to have that record of what was discussed previously it also helps students see their next step I know when I meet with students I often joke that I give them homework but a critical piece of advising is students have to do a lot of follow-up after they've met with an advisor and you can put right in that note what you've told the student to follow up with before your next meeting. Another hot tip is to remember that the note actually becomes part of the DegreeWorks audit. You have to remember that students see this note, so advisors need to be mindful of how long you make the note and make sure there is nothing of a confidential nature in the note. Also make sure when using notes you capture pathway and program. I know I've said this before, but DegreeWorks always runs on the program of study the student is currently matriculated in. So this means past 
program and pathway is not saved on their DegreeWorks audit. So if another advisor looks at the note and thinks the courses the student took in the past don't match their current program or pathway, it is important to document at the time of advisement what the student's pathway choice was at that time. And it's also a good practice to confirm pathways with students, isn't it, Sally? I know I've been uh, trying to track down some students recently who might be LAO4 students who don't even have a pathway. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's a big piece of advising. Students oftentimes aren't exactly sure the difference between an associate's degree and a certificate, and sometimes they're choosing um, programs on the admissions application that they really aren't 100% sure of where that leads, what career opportunities exist, transfer options. So yes, that's really your, your opening session, your opening start of the advisement session is to talk to students about program and pathway and make sure that they've made the right choice for them and for their future plans. So Sally, thanks so much for being here today. If folks have questions about DegreeWorks Notes, can they reach out to you? Oh, absolutely, yes. If you just want to remind us of your email address, that's great. Sure, so it's lowercase s-d-i-n-g-e-e -E at monroecc.edu. And folks can also feel free to call me at extension 2410. Thank you very much.